Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Hawaii Vacation Connection. So glad you're here. We've got a great podcast for you today. We're going to be bringing you up to date with cruising to Hawaii. I also got some news for you, my restaurant of the week for Oahu, and also going to wish you happy holidays because we're going to take a break here. We're not going to be back now until the beginning of the year. We're just going to do it just like everybody else does. We're just going to take some time off here and relax and enjoy beautiful Hawaii Nei. Hope you're having a great week wherever you are. Of course, this podcast is brought to you by us. We're the owners of Hawaii Aloha Travel. This podcast is not hosted by a wannabe social media influencer or somebody that doesn't know anything about Hawaii vacation. I am your host. I'm Bruce Fisher, and I'm a travel advisor and the owner of Hawaii Aloha Travel here on the island of Oahu. We've been in business now 20 years. We've been doing this podcast for 14 years. So uh, we, we know a little bit about Hawaii. I mean, I don't know a lot about a lot about things, a lot of different things, but I do know how to book Hawaii vacations. So you've come to the right place. We have agents standing by right now. So give us a call at 1-800-843-8771 or just get over to our website, hawaii-aloha.com, fill out one of our forms and our agents will get back to you or I will get back to you personally about booking your Hawaii vacation. So here we are, you know, it's December 21st, 20. 21. And who would ever think that we're almost two years into this whole business with the pandemic? And I was looking back at the timeline. Yeah, Ling sent me over the timeline of when things started here. And I remember that I got my first call from one of the news reporters here, Mahalani Richardson from K from uh, from uh, Hawaii News Now from KGMB. And she called me and she said, Bruce, did you hear about what's going on in Japan? They're shutting down the Olympics and they're doing it because of this COVID thing. And I, I told her, I said, well, look, I don't think that's going to you know, affect us at all because first of all, we don't do Japanese visitors here. We're, we're, we're focused on mainland US, Australia, Canada, most of the, um, the North American uh, part of the market. We don't do a lot of Japanese or Asian uh, tourists that come here. So when she said that to me, I was like, oh my gosh, uh, this is this is probably nothing. But boy, did it turn out to be something. And here we are now, almost two years. In March, it'll be two years that we closed. And it was what? In December, it was around this time in 2019. We just started getting wind of it. And if you asked me to, you know, would we be sitting here two years from now? I would never have said yes. You know, I remember that when this first started, I started to talk to a lot of the hoteliers. And I remember Kelly Sanders from Highgate Hotels. We did a podcast with him. And he came out and he said, you know, it's going to be two years. And he was right. I mean, it's two years. It could be three years, you know, uh, with what's going on. And I'll bring you up to date with some of the latest stuff on that as we get through the show. But pretty much everything is okay here. We haven't seen any kind of additional restrictions or any kind of um, uh, response yet because of the COVID-19 uh, variant Omicron. So there hasn't been any kind of changes here. All Everything is the same. In fact, I'm going to talk a little bit about it because one of the questions that came up this week is what happens if you get tested positive and you're in Hawaii or if you come here with a positive COVID-19 test, what actually happens? So I do have an answer for that and I'll be doing that. And by the way, this is an extra long podcast I'm going to do because I'm not going to be here for a couple of weeks, not until the beginning of the year. So this will be a little extra long session here. 
So uh, get get some Kona coffee or something and, and sit back and relax and listen to the program. All right. Let's get into our restaurant of the week. So our restaurant of the week is, I, you know, I'm sorry, I'm just not a foodie, but these are fun places. And most people aren't foodies when they come here, you know, to Hawaii. And the restaurant suggestions I have are going to be mostly for Oahu because this is where we live. And we did several restaurants this week because we just, you know, this time of year, I don't know, we just don't like to cook at home. <laughs> we go out a lot, but we just generally go out a lot. And one of the restaurants that we're going to recommend uh, or, or tell you about, it's up to you to go there, is The Counter. The Counter is at Kahala Mall. Now, this is sort of a burger place. It's a kind of design-your-own-burger place. So you get a little menu thing, and you can check off the different things that you want on the menu. But what I actually like here, are the alternatives to the burgers. They make an excellent turkey burger here. And when you put on all the toppings and you put on all the stuff, I like the garlic aioli as my sauce. And also you got to get the fried pickles here. We get the fried pickles to start with and then we make our own burgers there. And those are the shakes are ridiculous. I didn't get the shake because the minimum amount of calories in one of these shakes was 790 calories. And I tell you, you got to give this counter credit because they actually put the calories, the amount of calories on the menu, which I think is very nice of them to do, especially if you're going to splurge and you're going to be eating these high calorie foods. But I really like their turkey burger and I really like their, their impossible burger. And they also kind of give you a selection of buns to get. And I always get the Baroche bun because I think it's the softer bun. Now, Yaling doesn't really go for the bread and stuff. So she gets like a bowl. You know, they, they, they do a burger bowl and she got hers and she loved it as well. So the counter burger is at Kahala Mall and it's just outside of Waikiki. And it might be fun for you to, if you're on Oahu, to get outside of Waikiki and go to Kahala and go to that mall because we do have some great stores there and it, it's kind of got a local feel to it. Okay. Uh, there's also a great Whole Foods there. So if you're doing the condo thing, you can go to Whole Foods and uh, get all your food and stock up there. So that's going to be my restaurant choice. We did go to Chinatown. I, I almost didn't want to say anything about this because I wasn't happy with it. But this restaurant down in Chinatown called Fet, but it's spelled F-E-T-E. But I think they they pronounce it fat <laughs> because when I called and made the reservation, they said fat. But anyway, it's in Chinatown, and I'm going to try it again. What I wanted to get was their double fried chicken and their pot pie that they have there, but they didn't have either one, so we got the steak fritas, and it was horrible. <laughs> I have to say the steak was chewy and disgusting, but I'm going to give them another chance. Uh, the cocktails were good. Uh, they had a ginger tea there that was like fresh ginger and delicious. And I understand the cocktails are really good there. I'm going to give them another chance because I've heard so many good things about it. But the, don't get the steak fritas there. But go to Chinatown for sure if you're going to be coming to Oahu. All right. Enough of this. I'm really carrying on today because I want to give you a, a full podcast. Now, in the news, we got some stuff in the news. Dwayne Johnson, you know, D Dwayne The Rock Johnson is such a popular figure. He's almost like synonymous with Hawaii already. I mean, you think of Don Ho as an iconic character. People still think of Don Ho. If you, if you were born and you don't know who he is, uh, you should because he's synonymous with 
kind of putting Hawaii on the map nationally. But this Dwayne Johnson is just so popular. People love this guy. And he was interviewed for, I don't know, it was uh, one, of the, one of the magazines. I forget which one. And one of the questions he was asked is, what is a must-bring accessory to Hawaii? Now, this is just, just I found this was funny. What would you think my, Dwayne The Rock Johnson would, would, would recommend that you a must-bring to Hawaii? You know what he says? A fanny pack. The guy says that he's a big fan of fanny packs. He's a fan of fanny packs. Okay, that makes sense. And he just thinks it's just the obvious thing to bring. He loves it because he can put everything in the front. And, you know, one of those, we used to call them, what do we used to call them? We used to call them fag bags back in the day. Because <laughs> when, when you first, when they first came out, it was like a, a pocketbook for, for, that just shows you how old I am, right? A pocketbook for guys, you know, like what, what kind of guy would do that? But yeah, that's what they used to call it. I know that's not politically correct, but that's what they called them. I'm, I'm just bringing you the news. But he, he suggests bringing, uh, bringing that with you. And he also also was asked, you know, which is his favorite island? And he, he said Oahu because he comes here and he just, you know, this was his home. He went to school here and that's just the place he loves the most. And he just says fanny packs are great. Um, he says people underestimate how cool the fanny pack actually is. The whole of idea got messed up when the picture surfaced of me with my turtleneck and fake silver jewelry with a tissue underneath my arm because I didn't want to get the turtleneck dirty. It created a bad legend for the fanny pack, but it wasn't the fanny pack that was the problem. It was everything else in that picture that was the problem. So I try to tell fans this, especially fans of pro wrestling, every superstar, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, Triple H, and under you name it, had a fanny pack. So fanny packs are in, and he is telling you to bring one. I guess it is kind of good to have a fanny pack with you. Another celebrity sighting here in Hawaii, of course, the Obamas are here. They're enjoying their traditional Hawaiian vacation. And all we really know now, we don't really know a lot about what they're doing. But, you know, they do the typical things, you know. Obama golfs a lot. He has friends here and he does a lot of golfing. And we do know that he's probably staying back at that Paradise Point estate in Kailua. And just to give you an idea, if you wanted to stay in that property, it would be 5400 bucks a night to stay there. And a lot of celebrities have stayed in that Paradise Point. And it's uh, even Angelina Jolie has stayed there. Several other celebrities have stayed there. At the property, fifty-four hundred bucks a night. Oh, what a crack that is, huh? My goodness! But he's also building a home here, and it's the old Magnum Estate from Magnum PI. So, if you're coming down the uh, east side of the island, and you maybe just you know Google the Magnum PI house, you'll see this house that they've been building there for years. I don't know. It's it's been I don't know under construction for what a couple of years now. It's a beautiful estate that they're building there. All right. Another thing I wanted to mention is, and this came in from a podcast listener who wanted to know what actually happens if you test positive or if you come here with a positive COVID-19 test. I mean, a a positive COVID. uh, Yeah. if If you come here testing positive, or if you, if you come here and then subsequently test positive, let's say you didn't get the vaccine and you're doing these you know, tests that you have to take while you're here to get into restaurants and you test positive, or if they find out if you're testing positive, it is quite a mess if that happens. 
And this question was actually answered on our COVID-19 support page. So if you're coming to Hawaii, definitely get over to our Facebook page or just email me and I'll send you the link. And we have a community here of over 5,000 people. And we talk about, you know, questions that come up and getting prepared to come here to get through the Safe Travels program. And there's a wonderful person down there in there that actually works for the state who answers some of these tougher questions. And she said, if you are found positive when you land, it's a whole shindig of a party. The DOH, the AMR, law enforcement, CDC, and screening management gets involved and gets notified. If the medical is not required, a quarantine location is required. And if you have, but if you have a family that's willing to host you, then that's great. If there's not a family to host you and you are from out of town, there are no Airbnbs, there's no timeshares, there's no beach rentals. And now a lot of the hotels are not accepting people that are COVID positive. So you have to spend 10 days in a mandatory quarantine unless you're able to get a note from the DOH that clears you for travel beforehand. And this, all of this is going to come out of your pocket if this happens. So if someone tests positive after you as well, then they quarantine, but their quarantine is going to be separate from your quarantine. So just keep all of this in mind. It's, it's really a big problem now. It, you know, before, when, before, you know, we didn't have a lot of people here. We actually had quarantine hotels. So the moral of the story is, Do not come here at all if you have COVID-19. And if you do test positive when you are here, be prepared for some serious consequences. And especially if you're not vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, you should have a contingency plan about what would happen if you actually got tested positive here or if something happened along those lines while you were here. So that answers that question. Another thing that has come up in the news recently is a lot of these rescues. Now, I know that we've talked about this before, but it's really affecting the hiking community, if you will, because 29 trails have actually been closed in the last 10 years. And if you go back to the reason why, and this is an article that was in SF Gate. And, uh, you know, SF Gate, they do a great job. There's a reporter there called, uh, named Christine Witt who really go, gets in deep. In fact, she's interviewed me in the past for the, for the magazine or newspaper. I'm not sure. It's just an online publication, I believe. But SF Gate and Christine Witt, she's just a great, she really does a really excellent job. But she traced it back to Mother's Day in 1999 when eight hikers were killed and 50 more were injured due to massive rock slides at Sacred Falls State Park on Oahu. It seemed like, you know, after that and these lawsuits that started to come down, the state started getting more and more uh, cautious and closing a lot of uh, trails. And the state eventually, I think, had to pay over $8 million uh, to the families. And uh, Sacred Falls Trail has been closed ever since. And a lot of the people who are involved in this and a lot of people who are monitoring this, people in the hiking community, are getting a little upset about these closures because they think it's unfair. Um, And 
I guess one of the issues is that people continue to do these trails, even though they're illegal. There's been a growing popularity, especially because of social media. Um, in 2015, more than 100 uh, citations were issued there were, there, for people that are still going up to Sacred Falls and to other locations. Just this past year, there have been hundreds of citations as well uh, for people trying to go up to... Um, the, uh, the stairway to heaven and other hikes that are just not legal and people keep doing it. And this is giving it, a, this is giving everybody a problem. So uh, for those of you who are planning on doing hikes to Hawaii, uh, or if you've been here in the past and you've done hikes, make sure that you're checking to see that some of these hikes are open because there are over 280 registered legal hikes that you can take. And these include ones, uh, these don't include ones that are under the jurisdiction of the government. So, you know, p uh, places like Aiea Loop, uh, Diamond Head, Kahana Valley, those are state parks. Uh, but but uh, things like Manoa Falls, you know, which is a popular hike, they get over a thousand people a day. At, at Manoa Falls. So the, the, I guess my point is here, they've taken a lot of the resources to kind of beef up a lot of these trails. The Manoa Falls Trail was recently redone. And if you stay within the parameters of hikes that are legal, that are trails that are legal, you're going to be doing us a big favor and yourselves a big favor if you're coming to Hawaii. So please, please uh, take heed on these these trails and stop posting stuff on social media, you know, because these hikes, they look a lot easier to do on social media than they are actually in real life. So be very, very careful. Um, and, and by the way, two of the hikes that we used to love to do were the one was the one on Mariner's Ridge and uh, Kamehamehame. Both of those are closed and I'll never go there again. We'll never go be able to go there again. I don't know if ever or when that will happen. All right, so that's the other news thing that I wanted to tell you about. I think we got those all covered. Now let's talk about cruises because we do get a lot of questions about cruising. But before we do that, I wanted to address a common question, another question that I got recently from a client. And this is something that comes in all the time about Hawaii. People ask me, uh, they say something like this. I want to come, to, they've gone and done the research, right? You've gone all over the internet and you keep seeing, you know, there's these touristy locations, you know, there's, there's Waikiki, there's, uh, you know, on Maui, there's on a Pali beach area, you know, where all these hotels and there's a lot of population. And one of the things that comes up over and over again is people say to me, I want to go into a remote location. I want to be where there's no people. I want to be, you know, I want to have a true Hawaiian experience. I want an exotic vacation. Well, stop right there because Hawaii is not an exotic destination. I know that surprises people when I say that. What, is, what do I mean by that? Well, an exotic destination to me is a place like Belize or Tahiti or uh, a, you know the Maldives or uh, places where you're very remote. A lot of times you're staying in remote resorts and everything revolves around those resorts and it's a very quiet, remote experience. To get that in Hawaii is very, very difficult. Very difficult. So 
the, the, and, and I think another thing that happens is when people think of Hawaii, they think of it as like an Asian country. You know, they think of us as like another country. And we're not another country. We are still the United States, but it does have a feel of another country in a sense because we have such a diverse population different cultures here. So it does make sense that people are getting uh, the idea that Hawaii is an exotic destination, but it's not. And I think that's an important distinction to make. And once you realize that Hawaii is not an exotic destination, but it is a wonderful vacation destination, a very family-oriented destination, you know, you can get a little more comfortable about how you're approaching the vacation. And so when I'm working with folks and they say to me, I want to, you know, to be on this remote vacation, I don't want to be around tourists, I have to go through this explanation. And then we do choose, I mean, there are islands that are a little more less populated, obviously, than others. And you can get more of an adventure experience here on some islands versus other islands. So for this particular client who called up, very gracious guy. Uh, we're working with him. We're going to nail down his package very soon. Uh, we chose Kauai and the Big Island because, I mean, he went on and on with me about how he and his family go on these vacations and they don't want to be around people and they don't want to be around, they don't need any nightlife and they don't need a lot of action like that. They don't want to do touristy things. So it, it, it gets to be a kind of a slippery slope, a little bit of a balancing act for me to kind of help you with that. But I can tell you that if you give me a call, you get involved with us, I'm going to make sure that we are, um, we're going to meet your needs as close as possible, but we're not going to be able to put you in a hut uh, over the water in the middle of the ocean with uh, nothing around you. And, you know, I don't know if that's the kind of vacation you want anyway, but you will have an amazing vacation if you come to Hawaii and you should be starting to book that right now. So speaking of vacations, I want to get into talking about cruises because people are starting to uh, book cruises again, even though we are now starting to see a little bit of a spike in the coronavirus activity, but I don't think we're ever going to be back to where we were, even in the travel realm. You know, we're starting to see travel restrictions and so forth, but they're not, it's not like it was two years ago. Come on, we've really we've progressed as far as how we understand this disease and how we can now travel. So I think travel is here. We're getting back to traveling and cruising, I think, is coming back. And I, I tell you, it's just great to get on a cruise, but coming to Hawaii on a cruise is a little bit different than other other cruises, in my opinion. Now, for people that are real cruisers, then you can take these cruises from the mainland. I'm going to give you some suggestions on various cruises that are out there. And then I'm going to make my recommendation for the cruise I think you should do. Um, but the first batch of cruises, I'm going to go over a few, a few, like six or seven of these cruises that are out there. And with the exception of one cruise, that would be the NCL Pride of America I would say that all of these cruises are really for the seasoned cruise person people. What do you call them? Cruisers? <laughs> uh, and in general, they're longer and they skew a little bit older. So, and in general, you would consider these more of all-inclusive experiences. Because so much is included, of course, the meals, which is always a big deal. Now, this is a 17-day Circle Island Hawaii cruise and it departs from san diego late in the afternoon and there's five days at sea 
uh, on your way here to Oahu, and then you get here to Oahu. The ship arrives here, giving you a little, you know, pretty good time. It gives you till midnight to explore, and you can go uh, to Pearl Harbor or Bishop Museum, or even take a Circle Island tour. You can do a Circle Island tour with us, and then, uh, or maybe go up to the Poly, something like that, and then an overnight cruise to Kauai. The ship docks at Nawili Willy. Uh, guests can maybe do Wailua River, maybe the Fern Grotto, maybe take a helicopter tour, um, do that. Then it goes over to Maui. But you, you keep in mind that these are just the day there. I mean, you don't have a lot of time. So you got to just pick one of these things. And then you go to Maui. And maybe you can do a hel- you can they have a luau. You maybe do a luau, maybe do a helicopter, maybe take a trip to Haleakala. You, again, you're only gonna be able to pick one or two things here. Maybe do the road to Hana, something like that. And uh, then it goes to the Big Island, and you can visit. And it goes to the Hilo side, and you can uh, go to the volcano if you want, or maybe the Hamakua coast, and then. Uh, there's a stop, and then you, you sail back, and there's four days back. And it does stop in Ensenada, Mexico, before returning to San Diego. So that's the 17-day sail on uh, the Holland America line. I'm not sure what ship they're doing this year. Um, I thought I had that information. Another one is the Royal Caribbean, which is, you know, that's a little more upscale. Uh, really nice. This is the Quantum of the Seas, a beautiful ship. And... You're going to get a lot to do at sea with it because they even have bumper cars on that one and that sky diving simulator. And it's, you know, actually, I think this might be good for kids if you had the time to do it is. And it is a shorter cruise. It's a 10-night Hawaii cruise. Uh, it leaves from Vancouver, British Columbia. The next day is spent in Victoria before heading out. Uh, you got four days at sea, and then it goes straight to Maui. Two days on Maui exploring different options, which I like that idea. That way you have a little more time, and you, then it goes to Oahu. So it just does the two islands, and but it gives you a little more time on each of the islands. It's a 10-day cruise that is on the Quantum of the Seas. Now, if you want the dates of these, get in touch with me. Um, I'm just kind of going through them quickly because we are now getting a lot of people asking about cruises. Now, of course, the next one is my favorite one and the one we recommend the most, and that is the seven-day Norwegian cruise on the Pride of America. This ship has been here for a while and now. It does have the most land time of any of the ships. You have a day and a half on uh, Maui, a day and a half on uh Kauai. It also spends two days on the Big Island. It's a seven-day cruise, and you get a lot packed in with it. It's really a floating hotel. You've heard me talk about it. The rates are really high. I mean, we're starting to book people out through April, and uh, it's about $4,000 more than it was the last time I checked when we're really doing big-time cruising. Uh, I'm hoping to see the prices drop, but I don't think they will because the demand for this particular cruise is huge. So if you want to get in on it, get in on this, please call me as soon as possible and we'll get you on this cruise. It is a lot of fun. The best way to do this cruise is to combine it with either a pre or post package. That means you spend a couple of days here on Oahu, maybe even three days on Oahu before you go out on the ship and it leaves every Saturday. So that's the Norwegian cruise line, Pride of America. The other one is 
is this thing called the Uncruise Adventures. It's an eight-day small yacht cruise, and it includes stops at all four islands. It's uh, only a 36-passenger ship. It's called the Safari Explorer. I don't know a lot about it, but I, I just love the idea of it because it, it goes to Molokai, too, and it, it, it kind of focuses on that. And, and, you know, when you think about Molokai, I mean, in the past, they've stopped. I mean, residents there have actually gone out there and stop ships from coming there. That's how pristine and concerned they are about bringing tourists over. But it is allowed. And then it goes to Lanai. So Molokai, Lanai, um, it does go over to Maui too. You can explore Maui fully. And so this is a great uh, a great cruise. It's a smaller ship. It's expensive. And it also goes over to Kona. And you can hang out there, and there you can do the, the, the um, Greenwell Coffee Farms and uh, check out Ka'eve High Harbor. So it's just a beautiful time, and it does leave out the island of – it doesn't go over to Hilo, but it does get you pretty much all the islands, and it is an amazing cruise. Another one is the Princess Cruises, the 15-day. This is a, a long cruise. Um, it's the Ruby Princess. It leaves from San Francisco. It leaves the late in the afternoon. Again, four days of crossing. Now, keep in mind, that's a lot of cruising. Four days at sea is a long time. So that's why I say that a lot of times these cruises to Hawaii are really for the seasoned cruiser only. And it includes all of the islands. And there's, you know, there's just not a lot of land time with these. It's the same kind of thing where you're only spending a short period of time, like a full day in each on each of the islands. But it does go to all four of the islands. They do talk uh, on this cruise a lot about the excursions that they offer with the cruise. They talk a lot about the youth programs they have. So if you do have a decent amount of time, the Princess Cruises is one that does a lot of uh, focus on kids, and they have a lot of great family activities as well. Um, even on Hilo, in Hilo, they have special things, and they on Kauai, they do this great thing with the, the Zodiac um, catamaran tour that they do up on the Nepali coast. So it's one to think about. Uh, finally, um, there's the uh, Celebrity Cruises. There's the 11-night. It's a one-way cruise, which I think is great, and we've done these before too because – it cuts down on that, you know, that cruising time. So you leave from Vancouver and you just come straight to Hawaii. It's a one-way trip. It's called the Celebrity Eclipse. It departs from Vancouver. It has six nights at sea before docking in Hilo. So it goes straight over to the Big Island. It's a really luxurious, uh, beautiful vessel. Um, there's lots of things to do on it. They even like have a grassy lawn on there. I've, I've checked out this ship. It's, it's really cool. And it's a beautiful, it cruises to Kona as well. It goes to Lahaina. It goes to um, to Kauai as well. And then it ends up on Oahu. So it does cover all the islands. It does it with, uh, with good efficiency. And because it's only going one way, you do get more time here. And you get to see the islands a little bit better. And finally here, the Crystal Cruises, the Hawaiian Islands Shores 16-night luxury round-trip cruise from Los Angeles is another one that is popping up here for next year. Now, this is the Crystal Serenity. It leaves from Los Angeles. There's four days at sea. There's lots that you can do on board. It comes to Honolulu for a day and a half. So you really have some good Oahu time. And then you cruise overnight to Kauai. 
And it spends all day on Kauai, so you can go see the waterfalls, maybe do Nepali Coast, depending on what time of year. And then it heads over to the island of Maui. There's a full day there. And you can go up country. You can, you know, pick a... That's the thing about these cruises. You got to pick one thing and do it. And I can always help you with that and go up country. Um, or maybe you can just hang out in Lahaina Town. And then it's off to Kailua Kona. And so you can go to Volcanoes National Park. And then uh, over on the Hilo side, the next day is... Um, so it does both. So it does Hilo Kona, similar to what the Pride of America does. And so uh, those are some cruises. And that's from Los Angeles. So, uh, you know, you're not going to find cruises from the East Coast. You're going to have to fly at least to the West Coast or to Canada to get aboard these ships. All right. Wow. This is probably the longest podcast I've done in a while. This has been a 30 minute podcast, but I did this because maybe you, you know, you can't handle for me for more than 10 or 15 minutes. You can break it up into three, <laughs> into three sessions, but it is great that, uh, and I do really appreciate you guys being here and we are coming into our holiday season. So, uh, on behalf of Yaling here and all of us, I want to just say thank you very much for listening. I, I really appreciate all of you, especially our, you know, the listeners that have been with me, you know, the handful of you that have been with us from the beginning, 14 years. I just can't believe that we've done it this long. And I've been in business this 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 long too. So it makes you reflect, and I, and I've been thinking about the, this new year and thinking about you know where we've gone and where we've been, and you know being in this business is an adventure in itself. Just because of so many unknowns, you know, you wake up in the morning, and it becomes a challenge because you never know what you're going to get. And I love hearing from you. So if you have something that you'd like to talk about or you'd like me to talk about, drop me a line, bruce at hawaii-aloha.com or just get over to our website, hawaii-aloha.com. Also, you know, calling us is really the best way to communicate. Uh, 1-800-843-8771 is the number. We're here to help you plan your Hawaii vacation. That's all we do. So please uh, get involved with us. You'll be very happy that you did. All right, that's going to do it. We're going to say goodbye until next year. Hope you have a wonderful new year, great holiday season. Merry Christmas, Merry Kwanzaa, Merry Hanukkah, whatever you're doing. Maybe you're not religious at all, and it's just a festive time. Whatever it is, we want to say mahalo, and thank you for listening. So for my beautiful wife, Yaling, and all of us here at Hawaii Aloha Travel, I'll say aloha and mahalo.